was actually pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like, really did not want to go that close. Well, I remember, like, seeing when it would splash up. Because my first reaction was, oh, like, it's splashing. If you turn to the side and then just get it on your, your back, you're, like, you'll be okay. Like, oh, no. like, you're, like, by the ocean. You're like, oh, no, that's, like, lava that'll deep through my bones. Yeah, it would go through yeah. <laughs> Instantly. Yeah. Test testing. Welcome. Oh, that's terrible. Welcome to the seed pod. So I'm gonna take a quite a few different clips on this and try to come up with something worth uh, a podcast. The seed pod. Uh, it's gotta gotta think of a better name than that. This is has a really stupid name. Welcome to Many Roots, a seed podcast. Uh, thanks for joining. This is the first of uh, hopefully multiple podcasts. And uh, we'll start off with just a nice straightforward reading of the latest blog, which is titled How to Sleep Next to Ethiopia's Lake of Fire. Erta Ale means smoking mountain in the local Afar language, and its southernmost pit is known locally as the gateway to hell. With the evening sun setting ahead of us, Kara and I began the hike to the volcano, which would take most of the night. The base camp we left behind was filled with the trash of previous trekkers and circular huts made from igneous rocks. The last rays of daylight cut through the joints and voids in the stones. In front of us, brown sand and scrub gave way to a wide basalt plain which absorbed color even from the sky itself so that the landscape wasn't so much black as just devoid of pigment. If Kara hadn't been to buy an Olgi, it would be tempting to describe the scene as lunar. However, Kara's photos of Mongolia's westernmost province showed barren scree in scenes where life and land were two unrelated concepts, while this part of Ethiopia's northeastern badlands looked as if the land was able to swallow life itself and trap it just below the surface, pushing up against the underside, desperate to get out. We started off trailing close behind camels that would carry our gear to the summit camp on the rim of Erta Ale's crater. Their steady pace and sure feet never changed, even as the path steepened and the sky darkened. Each time we paused to try to catch both a glimpse of the end as well as our breath, the camels as unconcerned with us as the sharp rocks beneath their padded feet, lumbered further ahead until the only evidence they existed were fresh piles of dung, which we pointed out to each other to avoid stepping in. An hour or two into the hike, the sun set, and we scoured the darkening horizon for the glow of lava or some other hint of Erta Ale. As the landscape blackened, a moon waxing full climbed above the Danakil Depression, providing a bone-white contrast to the badlands below, but no clues and insufficient light. Weeks later, we would learn of two events, 
one before this hike and one after, that would change our memories of the experience like two hands pulling a slack wire taut. First, the very camp along the rim of the crater that we were making our way to was the same place where tourists and scientists had been killed in 2012. The volcanic range we were hiking was within sight of the Eritrean border, which is still a tense area. Ethiopians in Addis Ababa casually relay that it's common knowledge that in Afar and Tigray, the border regions, every shop owner has a gun, and so do most of the individuals browsing their stores. Second, excursions scheduled for the week after were not able to make camp at the rim of the crater like we would that night. An eruption shortly after we left and fresh lava flow meant we would be the last group sleeping so close to the lake of fire for a while. Erta Ale is 613 meters, 2,011 feet high, with one or sometimes two active lava lakes at the summit, which occasionally overflow on the south side of the volcano. It is notable for holding the longest existing lava lake, present since the early years of the 20th century, 1906. Volcanoes with lava lakes are very rare. There are only six in the world. We hiked long after the sunset with a red and yellow promise. Shadows peeked out from beneath the fissures in the ground. The moon rose, and the gloom retreated but did not surrender. Shadows pushed back from stony strongholds. Flashlights lit up narrow sections of the path, and the shadows firmed up on either side. Blisters formed beneath the leather of hiking shoes inadequately worn in. Batteries gave out and were replaced. Blisters broke. And finally, ahead and above us, a red glow strengthened. Some time past midnight and completely exhausted, we looked down from the edge of Erda Ale's caldera and into a seething lake of fire that sparked and sputtered. Even from a distance, we watched glowing lava lazily splash into the sky. My legs buckled. I didn't fear the fire so much as the steps cut into the rim of the crater. They went straight down, cutting back every few feet and led to still another trek, albeit short, this time across a smoking bed of hardened lava. I gave myself good odds at being able to get down the steps, slightly worse odds of making it across a lava field without collapsing, and significantly worse odds of climbing the stairs back up to the camp. However, it was a risk worth taking. How do you sleep next to a lake of fire? After a hike like this, pretty soundly. the reading for everybody who made it through that now i've got a little um special discussion with kara my wife who has graciously agreed to give her take on both the actual blog as well as the experience itself so sit back and uh enjoy this discussion what were your memories of uh this and do they differ any any from mine yeah, I think what you wrote is really accurate. Um, it was, I mean, the hike was really arduous. <laughs> I, you know, since we're not putting this out publicly, <laughs> I 
wasn't prepared for it. You know, you assume one thing when you're going on an organized trek, and what we got was quite a different one. <laughs> um, you know, the hike was long. It was tiring. We had both of our flashlights go out, which was not an uncommon situation and our group got very spread out um but what you said like it was gorgeous once the moon came up and it was challenging and then when you got to the top of the crater it was amazing we didn't even know how long the hike was no like, we, didn't, we didn't look at that at all i think it's really lucky we brought flashlights yeah <laughs> like i was not prepared for any of that to be honest or brought enough water yeah. or any of that <laughs> that was interesting and i do want to point out that while i i make it sound like both of us got blisters i think i was the only one that was dumb enough to use fresh Hiking shoes. Yeah, well, because I was wearing old sneakers that were like, <laughs> dying and completely unsupportive because I didn't realize no. how much the hike was. Yes. Was like, at first, while we were going up, I was so proud. Like, oh, man, I've got, like, good soles. I've got this stupid, like, memory foam in my shoes and everything. It was, like, the first time I'd hiked in them at all. Oh, yeah, it was so worthwhile just wearing comfortable shoes. Yeah. And it was, like, right. so worthwhile. And I, like, an earlier version of this, I was like, oh, feet bleeding and all of that. I was like, I think that was just my feet. It was just you. <laughs> That's true. It, and it shouldn't sound like it was that hard of a hike. Like, it was hard. I don't it think was it was. long. Yeah. And it was at night. And it was at night with no lights. Yeah. Yeah, that was hard. Mm -hmm. Though I hear, like, one of our volunteers recently did it. And, you know, she was talking about her group and it was all these like young Europeans who were super, super in shape who were like running up the mountain. I'm pretty sure they did it in a solid like hour to hour and a half less than our group did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, for so, a second, I thought you were going to say like in an hour, an hour and a half. I was like, no, I would. But maybe two. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's where I was trying to like, I forgot how long I couldn't, how long did it take us? Because I feel like we were like from seven to midnight. I think you're right. Because, like, they told us it was going to take three hours, but we definitely took longer yeah. than three hours. Because I remember looking at my watch, and when the three hours was up, I was so horrified by us. I know, yeah. Because I thought we were in okay shape. No. I think, <laughs> no. well, and I don't think, like, we were, we weren't gasping too much. Again, like, my biggest complaint was the stupid shoes. Like, and, but I think both of us were wearing less than great shoes. Yeah, and just weren't prepared. But yeah, I, I liked what you wrote about getting up. I mean, it was really, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Like, it was really kind of shocking. Like, it was just a like, I don't know for you, but it was like a really visceral reaction to see the volcano and the lava going because I hadn't ever seen that before. So it was just kind of, I don't know, it was just kind of scary. Like, just even seeing it for the first time. Yeah. Well, and that, and I, I didn't realize it until after writing it, but the, uh, the point about the... Um, in the quote from Wikipedia, mm -hmm. that the occasional overflow on the south side of the volcano, and that was totally the site we were hiking. Yeah, at. I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I realized it until you were reading the article. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, and that's in in Wikipedia. There's there's like a lot of like the Wikipedia entry is stupid and terrible, but the, uh, <laughs> so you should probably should use other sources. Yeah, well that's where I wanted to, but I didn't want to spend like like. My usual, where I spend like a month on a blog post <laughs> yeah. and then it never comes out. That's but fair. that was it. Did it did notice like yeah, Earth's ale has erupted, you know, and and like it was like four times it's erupted, and then lately in January twenty seventeen, I was like, oh man, that's us. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> Completely. Oh man, yeah. 
so so you, like hit up and I I couldn't put too much in here about the because I wanted to have like some good pictures to go with stuff, mm-hmm. but I didn't do too much about like the the camp that we slept at where we we're sleeping in huts made like out of rock that was blatantly just cut from the area that was all lava. Oh, completely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was pretty amazing. It was like the top of the crater rim. Um, there must have been, what, 10, 12 little huts, each with these rocks. But it was interesting because they were built up, but there were holes between all of it. So it felt kind of like a quilt with like every other patch being empty space. So it was like, I mean, it was amazing because, like, you could peek out and see the volcano lava, which mm-hmm. was a little terrifying. But then there was, like, breeze coming through and wind, and it was just, yeah, really rugged. Um, I mean, it was also a little bit rough in that there were no facilities, <laughs> if you will, which is something that I thought was really sad. Like, it really does make <laughs> you think about Ethiopia's tour structure but it, an infrastructure yeah but it also though reminded me like all the complaints this wasn't anything like a hike up um mount everest but also all the complaints about hiking up mount everest that people mm. just like have to defecate <coughs> on the side of the mountain <coughs> and this is because kara's drinking too heavily unfortunately <coughs> i'm the only one with liquor right tea. now <laughs> tea yeah you're constant you have a Huge drinking problem when it comes to tea. <laughs> I'll um, cut that. No, <laughs> well, you will. Yeah, and you do, you're clear. I'll cut this, but this is going online. <laughs> like, no. this is great. No. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, when it had to, like, run out and go to the bathroom, literally on the side of the mountain, mountain and everything, and you're like, this is the exact same problem that people that have real mountain climbers completely, complain about. Completely. And, I mean, it just makes me wonder, because it was just in McKelle, um which is the base where most people and most tourist companies will go out and drive to Danakil to visit the mountain. And there were a lot of tourists. Like, I mean, it's not a huge tourist industry here by any means, but a lot of tourists go up there every year, so they must have people going up and cleaning up. Mm -hmm. Because it didn't look as bad as I expected it to, considering it is one of, maybe not the top three, but the top five tourist destinations in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, we were, even the day we were hiking up, well, there was at least one other group that yeah, was hiking yeah, somewhat at the same time. And I assume that ha- like people are going out at least every weekend, every evening. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, three three nights at a minimum oh, of groups going out. Going. And then later, because I do want to make a, another post later about some of like the salt flats and that. Yeah. And that's where, like there, they had some mobile kind of bathrooms but i'm trying to remember that was with one of the tour companies yeah and i feel like the bathroom itself it was like the mobile part was just like the seat i think it was <laughs> like, i think we just i mean i doubt they packed out anything but yeah. maybe they dug a hole still like salt flats like everything's gonna <laughs> spread yeah that's true which you're cutting all this <laughs> so <laughs> everything spreads everything spreads <laughs> we'll, we'll cut some of the more all the, the poop talk maybe some of it I don't know <laughs> we'll find out definitely um, <laughs> so that was that but I mean you didn't mention crazy photographers oh man well that was that's probably a kindness you shouldn't yeah that, that... put that in writing at least <laughs> Yeah, we can we can talk about it though, because we'll totally cut it, or we won't. We'll find out. But uh-huh. but it was we won't name names, but there were crazy photographers that weren't me. In fact, no, like, you were was, quite good. I I was ready 
to like I was ready. I was like, we're gonna do some time lapse up here, like right on the edge of the lake and everything. And you did. I had my tripod. Yeah, I had that. I got some longer exposures, but yeah. So yeah, we had. Uh, I remember one, one particular photographer. What was what was her like her line? You had that. You have to set the scene. Okay. So okay, so we're going. We reach the rim of the volcano, and this is when John talks about going down the steps. So we go down the steps, and we're walking on like old lava but it can't be that old no by any stretch like i think we said it was a week old yeah and so we're going up to the caldera which is a little bit raised and small and we get remarkably close to it like to an extent that i was actually pretty uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. like really did not want to go that close well, i remember like seeing when it would splash up because my first reaction was Oh, like it's splashing. If you turn to the side and then just get it on your your back, you're like you'll be okay. Like oh, no. like you're like by the ocean. You're like, oh no, that's like lava. They'll eat through my bones. Yeah, it would go through you yeah. <laughs> instantly. Yeah. So um, we're going and we're getting pretty close, and we move to an area that the guide is saying is safer. And we're really close, but something must have shifted, like the wind or something. So the splashing starts to come at us. And the guide's <laughs> telling us all to move back. So like most of us, like safe sheep, are running back. And then this photographer starts yelling with the guide. I walked six hours to get up here and I only get three minutes for photos. It's like, we're all going to die because of you. Like, <laughs> get eaten alive by lava. Yes. <laughs> the kind yep. of things. But, and I'll give her credit. She stayed closer. And again, maybe another five minutes of that. I, um, I never got to see her photos in that. But, uh, like, I, I am curious as to, like, how those came out. But... I'm going to guess they were good because she is like a professional photographer, Yeah. but also like not worth it. No, no, not worth it. I think, you know, I, I rushed back and admittedly I was, I was like, oh, okay, Kara's freaking out. Yeah, because I'm, I'm next go. to you holding the <laughs> tripod while you get set up. And you didn't have like, to. I wasn't forcing Can you to, go? I wasn't, I wasn't making you hold the tripod. <laughs> it was a very nice gesture. I wasn't like, you stand here, you, you hold this tripod. <laughs> it felt like I had to stay with you, and I was like three feet from molten lava. Oh, yeah. It was... It was uh, Maybe three meters, but still, it was really It was close. on the edge, because there were a couple times I was like, oh, let's back the tripod up. Are, are the little feet things melting or anything? Like, totally, Oh, my totally. goodness. Yeah. yeah, so I was really uncomfortable, and then she was fighting the guide, and the whole time I'm like... This photographer is going to get us killed because the guide's fighting with her instead of allowing us to flee safely. <laughs> well, and then and then we started to back up, and I remember that was almost as bad because the lava, the hardened yes. lava was cracking. And then someone fell through the lava. Yes. I mean, they were fine; they just fell into an empty space. It was but like, like a that void. Was scary. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was all like it was surprisingly thin, hardened. Yeah, and it lava. might have been what like three feet they fell down. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but, but it, and still again, was scary. And yeah, they cracked through. You don't know like what's underneath that like mm -hmm. what's your is your foot gonna stop or is it just gonna go into something hot there and then on top like that was that was sharp those that, it was that stuff was like really sharp yeah it really really was sharp mm -hmm. so yeah so uh that's where i remember like trying to be good but wanting to keep the tripod set up so i was walking backwards <laughs> yes, and then were. realizing like belatedly there's like these very thin no, paths then, that we had to follow point, you say we were walking backwards we were running <laughs> Yeah, we were. As soon as the guide started saying, go, 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 we yeah. just like grabbed the tripod and ran. Well, yeah, and that was, because that was, it wasn't even so much a wind it. shift. Yeah, it was like, 
it felt like the volcano was getting more active. He he had yeah, prepped the tr- go go. Yeah, he prepped when we were coming down, saying like you know like the weekend before or something or recent like very recently, this had uh, you know there had been more active in that, so we had to like pull people out and everything. Yeah, so we were one of the first few groups <laughs> to be able to go back mm-hmm. to that caldera. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it was a pretty great trip. It was, and I mean, it was it was terrifying, but it's like yeah. when else are you gonna do that? Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone the other day, the tourist on the flight. Uh-huh. You won't go there. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's just one of those things, like, when are you going to do that again? Like, I know there are other open volcanoes, but if you're in Hawaii, there's no way you're going to be so close. Mm-hmm. Like, you're never going to have that same proximity and that same closeness and that same, like, sense of isolation. Because, as you say, we had, like, one other group with us. They came, I think, after us. Mm-hmm. So they were following us down into the caldera, and then... Or, no, they went that morning. So, like, yeah. it was really isolated, and we had so much space and an un- unobstructed view. So it was still pretty amazing. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, those were the ones in the last photos. That's how I set it up. Well, you know, the writing implies that this is us at the bottom. Admittedly, I, I went with, like, we all went together. So the group that are in the photos, I think, are the group that followed us yeah. up. Um, which provided a great photo opportunity yeah. from a safe distance. Definitely. So if any <laughs> members of that group ever read this, let us know. And we'll yeah. get you those photos because they're pretty awesome and we don't know you. Yep, exactly. So it was pretty great. Uh, and one thing, some people had commented on Facebook and that, do you remember the heat? Because I remember kind of in general. I don't want to affect how your memory mm-hmm. Like, Do you remember, do you feel it when you got close to the volcano? Um, what was your... So, hiking up, I felt a bit of an oppressive heat the whole time, like with hiking. Like, it was just a few degrees, maybe 10 degrees too hot. Mm -hmm. And it was stuffy and it was sulfury, you know? So, like, that continued just, like, that kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once we got up, I think right on the edge, it felt relatively hot. Yeah. Like, it felt hotter, but I don't remember it being problematic. I mean, I remember when we were at the edge when you were taking photos, being like, oh, this is close. I feel it. Yeah. But it wasn't That's right. I was kind of, yeah, kind of in the same boat. Like, it was, we were in the desert. It was kind of hot the whole time. It was. We got really closer. Was. Again, it kind of permeated. Like, it felt hotter as we got closer. Mm-hmm. But I was definitely like, oh, this whole area is just constantly heated. Completely. And then, yeah. And I do remember... The other like distinct thing that I remember, um, again, once we got really close, you could kind of feel it on your face and that, like you're going up to a fire or something. Mm-hmm. But the big thing I remember, and what made me especially paranoid while we were walking across the hardened lava, mm-hmm. was that my, my legs were sweating. Yeah. And I was like, this is disgusting. And how hot is this actually beneath my feet? No, I know that was really scary. And now that like people kind of felt through that top layer, yeah. I think it was okay. But I think the whole like bottom area below the rim was so hot, you mm-hmm. know, like because I agree it was so hot. And then I remember going up and staying in the hut and actually being cold. Oh yeah, you know, and I know it wasn't cold, but I think it was the comparison. Yeah, I think it, I think it got cold, especially in the night. It's desert. There is yeah. no no heat trap. And I think that might be like like thinking back on it, the only reason it was even bearable like like because we slept in like is for all intents and purposes like a, a breezeway like yeah. in those huts and then 
like it gets cold in the desert at night mm-hmm. and i was surprised we had like thin little blankets or whatever yeah it wasn't much yeah so i i think like there was a nice general heat from the volcano that kept it more constant mm-hmm. but yeah yeah it definitely was all right well thank you for letting me read this to you no problem and for discussing it with me um again i'll totally give you final final veto right power over it refusal. right of approval no, right of approval <laughs> you get to approve it <laughs> you can have some edits that's it okay. this is i'm an artist this is how i, how I fucking work I'm an artist. <laughs> all right well thank you obi uh, want a cookie oh nice try you're gonna copy <laughs> my favorite murders yeah but we won't keep, yeah. keep that in and he doesn't do anything he's just he's just laying there to sleep unaware of his name Obi, even though Bye. <laughs>